Welcome to Affiliate Buzz, the longest running program on affiliate marketing. James and Arlene Martell are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please, James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and yes, welcome to edition number 421 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. If you happen to be joining us live here today on Cranberry.fm, it's great to have you with us. If you're joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today, however, not to worry, because I do have a very special guest joining us today, David Vogelpohl, who is the VP of Web Strategy at WP Engine, a premium managed web uh, WordPress web host. Today, we're going to talk to David about the best plugins for SEO, talk about website speed, generating revenue. We'll talk about website protection, correctly updating your plugins and backing up your site, and the difference in hosting options that are available and why a dedicated host can benefit you. And I can tell you I'm looking forward to this conversation. Now, since uh, 1996, David has been managing affiliate marketing campaigns, online marketing, and web development efforts in support of a wide range of websites and monetization models. Through his speaking at national events like Affiliate Summit and WordCamp, David is an avid contributor to the community and an expert at using WordPress to drive affiliate revenue. David, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, 1996, that is a while ago. I would say by my calculations, that's uh, over 20 years ago. Tell us, uh, way back then, how did, how did you get started online and uh, bring us current to where, what you're doing today? Oh, holy cow, way back machine. Yeah, 20 years ago. I can't even believe it's been that long. Um, yeah, so let me think back. 1996, how did I get going? Um, so basically, I had a job. I was in uh, probably about 19 years old, I guess, and had a job, and a coworker had called in sick one day. And uh, I had to fill in for him and deal with some of his regular customers, and um the one of his customers on that particular day, I, I agreed to fill in for half of his work, and somebody else did the other half. And, and on the half of that one day, uh, one of the gentlemen ran an internet company, and it was a regional internet service provider and web host in Houston, Texas. We uh, sold web hosting, dedicated servers mainly, some shared hosting, and then dial-up internet access. We were really proud. We had the, <laughs> the leading technology of 56K modems. Whoa. And uh, I remember our, our, our angle was that AOL at the time, if, if you were around back then, you might remember that when the internet really became popularized in the United States was when AOL released unlimited internet access before they would charge you by the minute. And then with, with their unlimited plans, that's really when everybody came online. And they were nine ninety nine a month, and we were the value option at $7.66 a month. And that's actually how I got started um, on the internet and in being involved with online marketing. So, uh, what, what, so what this tells me now, though, is if uh, you were 19 back then, I guess the big four O's coming up. That's right. June 1st, I turned 40 years old. So. Well, happy pre-birthday to you. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to say it, how time flies online. So over the years then, give us, a, give us kind of a snapshot of where you've been and what you've been up to. Yeah, totally. So 1996, started in Houston at the ISP. I remember thinking back then, geez, I wish I'd have got in on the early days. Um, it's kind of funny to think about now, but but back then there were people that had been around for a long time. Uh, but since then, I moved to Houston. Uh, I'm sorry, from Houston, I moved to Austin, um, which at the time being you know 20-ish years old, you know, early 20s, I stayed at the ISP there in Houston for a couple of years. When I got to Austin, uh, it was really the coolest place I could drive to. Mm. Uh, I remember I went through, this was before local search was really well, but I went through the phone book and called all the internet service providers. And when I got through the T's, uh, I found a company called Texas Networking or Texas.net, and I went to work for them here in Austin. Um, they subsequently released a brand called Data Foundry. They had some other brands that I was involved with, and I worked there for uh, about 13 years. Uh, and then after that, 
essentially went out and started an agency called Marketing Click. We were a web development and online marketing agency, a lot of PPC, a lot of affiliate. And through that uh, agency, I built, uh, worked with teams and built hundreds and hundreds of websites covering all kinds of different things. Um, and as a matter of fact, during my time at that agency, I was also a consultant for WP Engine. And so essentially have been in hosting and, and affiliate marketing and that stuff for, for nearly the full 20 years. Um, after running the agency for a while, I wanted to try something new, and so I sold the book of business, and I started exploring opportunities. I had gotten to know, of course, the founders of WP Engine. I started consulting with them like two months after they were launched, and um, and knew them really well, knew the business really well, had run an agency that built tons of WordPress sites, so this was really a natural fit for me, and, and the cards aligned, and, and this was a great place, and this is where I landed, and I've been here basically since July. Um, so that's kind of a rundown of my career and kind of however I got it where I am today. And it's always interesting how uh, a simple little meeting can change the, the course of the direction of your life, and now here you are. So do you live in Austin? Uh, I do live in Austin. I've lived here for 17 years. I moved here in 1999. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that one little meeting thing. It was really ironic. Um, so the way that I got involved with WP Engine and ultimately met, met Jason Cohen, our founder, was at a meetup. Um, that I hadn't even planned on going to, and it was some silly like entrepreneur, uh, uh, startup founder dating kind of meetup, and I was looking for something new to do and, and went there to kind of get some ideas, and I met a gentleman named Josh Bayer who runs a startup incubator of sorts here in Austin called uh, Capital Factory, and his partner in, in that business and a couple of other businesses was a gentleman named Jason, the guy that founded WP Engine, and that chance meeting of, of meeting Josh led to that, and then through my agency and some of the referral relationships and other relationships, it was it was a, a very valuable relationship, very valuable meeting for our uh, company at the time. It, it definitely over time, seven figures in value, easy just from that one meetup and that one meeting, and then of course led me ultimately um, to, to participate directly in WP Engine where I'm at today. So yeah, you never know in those chance meetings, you never know in those guys that call in sick. You've always got to keep your eyes open for those opportunities. Absolutely, absolutely. So with this in mind, then, so let's shift gears. Let's talk about WordPress. And let's uh, let's delve into uh, plugins, and it's not something that we talk a lot about on the Buzz, which is actually quite surprising considering all my sites are WordPress based. Uh, but let's let's dig in. Talk, tell us what your favorite plugins are for SEO. Uh, let's start there. Yeah, totally. I mean, I really have one favorite plugin for SEO, and I think you can guess what it is. I think everybody uh-huh. gives the same advice, and that's Yoast. Um, I mean, it's just super solid. All-in-one SEO is a pretty decent plugin. I haven't used it a lot personally, but I know a lot of people that do. But ultimately, Yoast is is the you know eight hundred pound gorilla in that space. Tons of features. Um, if you want to add Gopen Graph data to your site, I know that's a big problem for a lot of folks trying to optimize for social sharing. Um, Yoast is, I mean, it gives the basic functionality, the ability to add meta tags and things like that. But they have a lot of usability. Um, t- uh, features as well. For example, if you're editing meta titles and descriptions, and I'm sure this audience probably knows what all that is, mm-hmm. um, but but if you're doing it on a page-by-page basis, especially if you're a consultant and you're walking in to audit a new site, it takes forever. It takes for, uh, It's just the most annoying thing ever. And so one of the features I really love in Yoast is the ability to look at all of your pages on one screen and edit the mo- meta titles and descriptions on one screen. So instead of opening up every page in a new window, window and editing meta titles. They have neat little features like that. Um, obviously, Yoast has add-ons for video, e-commerce, um, uh, local search, um, all those kind of features. But but for, for SEO, hands down, Yoast um, every single time. Yeah, I actually moved over from all-in-one SEO primarily because they were annoying the crap out of me with their continual updates, which really weren't updates, which seemed to me just the ability to get onto the, the front page of WordPress there every single day, it seemed. And then I migrated over <laughs> to Yoast, and uh, that's what we use pretty much exclusively now. I think you just invented a new niche, James. It's uh, <laughs> uh, WordPress. I'm sorry, plugin directory optimization. So, so maybe that's maybe that is what it is. But, um, but yeah, Yoast is super solid. The team over there really understands WordPress. I, I think one of the really powerful things they've done, and I, I think they do this better than than most plugins in general, is their support documentation. The little question mark, little callouts next to each item. It explains what it is. A lot of the times, we'll even link to videos that show you how to do it. Yoast is always publishing blog posts about SEO. Uh, 
SEO, uh, always learning new things to improve the product. And then they have a whole video course around how to use the, the plugin and get the most out of it. Most people use it for meta titles and descriptions, and they <laughs> kind of stop there. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you, know, you can deal with your sitemap. You can actually do some analytics integrations. There's just a lot of things you can do in there. Um, Open Graph is another big thing I see people use it for. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of of the opinion that actually WordPress core should incorporate a lot of those elements, and it doesn't. You know, meta titles and descriptions are kind of a standard part of a standard web page. Why that's not part of core, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, I, but I feel that Yoast fills those holes, holes really well. And then I guess to their benefit, you know, because of course that could become part of core in the future, there's a lot of other really powerful features in Yoast that definitely make it the plugin of choice for SEO. You bet, you bet. Now I'm here with David Vogelpohl, who is the VP of Web Strategy at WP Engine. When we get back, I'll ask him to uh, talk about uh, some plugins or a plugin that we can use to uh, possibly increase the speed of our site and why that's important. We'll do that and more right after the break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on, interact with expert speakers at informal networking events, and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th. Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today. However, I am here with uh, David Vogelpohl, who is the VP of Web Strategy at WP Engine. Uh, now, David, we talked about uh, your recommendation uh, for the best plugin for SEO, of course, within uh, WordPress being Yoast. How about website speed? Why, what, what, do we, what do we need to know about website speed and plugins that can possibly help us uh, increase it? Yeah, speed's super important. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard this all before, but I mean, generally, of course, conversion rates are a big deal. Just see, single seconds of expanded or, or single seconds of longer page load time can drastically reduce your conversion rates. Um, it also is a factor in SEO. Page speed is part of the algorithm, as Matt Cutts announced. I think it was like in 2010-ish, um, mm-hmm. and then. A couple of updates have come since then. Of course, we saw the PageSpeed tool by Google. A lot of signals that that speed is important. As a matter of fact, there's even little red flags that show up in the SERPs and mobile SERPs when the site is slow. So we we know it's important to them, but even if it weren't important to Google, of course, we know that from a conversion rate and usability perspective, it's extremely important and have a huge impact to your bottom line. So there's a ton of things that you can do to increase your page load time. Um, One of the things that you can do, there's actually a a service called webpagetest.org that will break down uh, the different elements of your site, and you can use that to kind of identify what 
what might be causing your site to load slowly. Um, we also have a speed tool that's similar, that's a little easier to use. It kind of boils it down to like the top things that might be wrong with your site. Um, but if you go to wpengine.com forward slash speed tool, you can put in your domain there and it'll run some analysis and kind of tell you some things that are slowing your site down. So a lot of the times, of course, it's going to be something about the way your page is coded that uh, is causing it to slow it down. It could be that, for example, your images are too big. There's something called minification with JavaScript. There's all kinds of little things you can do to improve your page speed. So webpagetest.org uh, provides some of that information. And then again, we provide a more curated version through the wpengine.com forward slash speed dash tool page. Um, plugins that address CDN and services, I'm sorry, plugins that address speed um, and services that can also affect speed that I really love. Uh, one is a plugin called W3 Total Cache, and there's a competing plugin called WP Rocket. Um, and they, they both kind of do some of the same things. W3 Total Cache is more commonly used. And one of the key features that it does is it adds caching to your website. So in other words, instead of the, your web pages being rendered by you know, using PHP and, and building the page on the back end, essentially a copy of your pages are, are cached in memory and are instantly served when someone comes to the site. Um, W3 Total Cache also has a feature that allows you to integrate in a CDN. Now, I know this is a bit of a geeky audience, so uh, maybe roll <laughs> your eyes for a second while I explain what that is. But a CDN is a content distribution network. And really what that means is that there's thousands of servers all over the world that contain bits and pieces of your website, like your images or maybe your style sheets. And then they, they when the customer goes to download your website, instead of it all hitting your web server uh, and wherever it may be, you know, Ashburn, Virginia, or LA, or Dallas, or wherever, um, the bits and pieces get downloaded from the other servers. So it's a way of distributing the load. It's actually more of a, more of a true cloud, right? It's it's a cloud of servers all around the world, and you're, it distributes the load to those servers. And then the other advantage that it has is because those servers are all over the place, the visitor is able to download the bits and pieces of your website from a server that's physically close to them and from an internet perspective also close to them. Um, that's getting a little internet geeky there. Mm. Talking about the differences between geographic location and network location. But the point is that they're going to download it from the server that's um, best optimized for them. Um, I like a service called Max CDN for that. They have a self-service feature. They also have services for, um, for higher traffic sites and things like that. Um, WP Rock. Uh, one one side note, though, if you're a WP Engine customer, W3 Total Cache does not work on our platform. Now, that's not because it's not a good plugin. It's actually a very good plugin. The reason why it doesn't work is a lot of the features that we have on our platform are automatically included, uh, or features that are in W3 Total Cache, which are automatically included. So it can cause some conflicts. Um, Matter of fact, we had that same problem with that plugin I mentioned before, which was WP Rocket. Now, WP Rocket is super cool because it has a lot of other non-server-based stuff that it does mm-hmm. to help speed up your website. And we actually worked with the developers of that plugin, and they actually have a special version of the plugin that when you install it on our platform, it, it installs the right version, and it will actually cut out the parts that conflict with our platform. And it can conflict, you know, it's kind of doing the same things. So if two things are trying to do the same thing at the same time, it can cause a problem. Um, but I, I actually really love that plugin, not not just because, of course, it works on our platform, but because they've done a lot of other things like on-page type stuff that makes your site faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. Th- I'm just going to say it's amazing the technology that's working in the background these days, isn't it? Yeah, and really, um, th- these are really important things, right? If you just have a kind of a bare version of WordPress running, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can do to it to make it faster. And, you know, there's a lot of services that you can add on top of it to do that. And then, of course, there are hosts that are going to bundle these things in the background to make it easier. Um, and that actually is my final tip on speed. Again, th- you can get real deep on this. There's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, um, but my third tip would be to use a managed WordPress host. Now, obviously, I'm a shill. I work for a managed WordPress host. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I, I say that is if you think about hosts for a minute, if you think about a generalist host, a host that has to host all kinds of different websites, and if you think about a host that only has to host one type of website, well, of course, their support staff is going to know that uh, type of website really, really well. So that's an area we really shine as support. Um, our our, our uh, support people are experts at WordPress, and so they're going to be able to help you resolve issues quickly. Now, now, that's not really a speed issue per se, but maybe from an uptime or launch perspective, it's a speed issue. Um, but, but 
that, that, that is a really important part of our service. And then the other reason why you want, might want to use a managed host like WP Engine or maybe one of our competitors, a company like Pagely, for example, mm-hmm. is we optimize all of our technology for WordPress. So there's a technology that's used with servers a lot. It's called Nginx. And I like to think of it like the traffic copier server. It tells stuff where to go. And so when you're a company that only does WordPress sites, we configure that uh, Nginx settings and rules to be optimized for WordPress. So the, where the images reside, where contents resides, how the traffic is routed, that's all optimized for WordPress. Our caching, I talked before about how you want to cache your web pages in memory so that it's not building the page on the back end. Um, a managed host is going to optimize their caching for the way that WordPress works. And so if you're, you're picking a host, if you have an engineer or if you are an engineer and you have the time and energy to configure everything and get it all perfect, I mean, of course, a system that's customized for exactly your site ultimately would be the best. But just like we don't uh, you know, build our own cars and things like that, a service that specializes in that can get it done faster. And, and really, that's what uh, the value that provides. But I am a shill, obviously, so I, I like the managed host from that perspective. But but technically, it is better. And uh, again, whether you use us or somebody like Pagely, uh, you'll get an advantage over a more generalist host. That's great. Uh, and then my final tip on, on, on speed, there's a uh, I mentioned the tool earlier, webpagetest.org. It's actually a really powerful tool. It was built, I believe, back in 1996 by a guy named Patrick Meenan. He worked for AOL, and AOL wanted to help webmasters understand what they could do to make their website faster so that way on those slow 56K modems, those web pages would not take 20 minutes to load. So he built this tool and improved upon it over the years, and there's actually a book that O'Reilly puts out called webpagetest.org. It's a really somewhat geeky book, but if you're a technical marketer, you're going to be able to get through the first five or six chapters, and you will learn a, learn a ton about how the mm. internet works, about how servers work, and about the different levers you can pull on to make your web pages faster. I highly, highly recommend the first six or seven chapters of that book. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I can see we're up against the break. I'm here with David Vogelpohl, VP of Strategy at WP Engine. We'll be right back. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz. Here's James and Arlene. 
Arlene, Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with David Vogelpohl, VP of Web Strategy at WP Engine. Now, David, we've talked about um, best plugins for SEO, best uh, plugins, and uh, your advice on website speed. Let's uh, shift over here to revenue generation. Of course, I know affiliates, uh, myself included, are always looking for the latest uh, tips on on generating revenue. Uh, let's look at it from a, a plugin point of view. Do you have any recommendations there? Yeah, totally. I got some of my favorite plugins for revenue generation. Um, I actually just went through this at a presentation earlier this week here in Austin at PubCon. Um, so this is all it's very top of mind and even news top of mind. Uh, so there's been some updates to these plugins this week. Perfect. Um, that really had some, I, I think will have some big impacts for them and make them even more valuable. So my uh, one of my favorite ones is for list building and it's called Optin Monster. Um, if you've never heard of this plugin, it's, it's actually extremely popular, especially among online marketers and affiliate marketers. It's actually built by an affiliate marketer, an online marketer, a guy named Syed Balki. Uh, he's a gentleman behind sites like WP101, I'm sorry, um, WP Beginner, um, Top 20, and so forth. He's a very successful gentleman. You probably see him speak at Affiliate Summit if you've been mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a WordCamp regular and things like that. And what Optin Monster does, it's for list building, and there's all kinds of features. And, and one of its kind of claims to fame is, is that feature where you're, these JavaScript to detect when your cursor's going to the top of the screen to close mm. the tab, and it does a, a popover. And um, the tool itself, it, it, it facilitates that, but it also has a bunch of other cool things. It has A-B testing features. Um, it has, uh, today, they just announced uh, dynamic personalization. So you can actually change the text, change the images, change the call to action based on where people came from, who they are. Cool. Um, so it really adds a lot more functionality, uh, powerful functionality into Optin Monster. So definitely Optin Monster if you're doing list building. Um, another one of my favorite tips is a plugin called Revive Old Post. So if you guys do content, which I'm sure you do, right? You're mm-hmm. on this show. Um, then uh, one of the things that happens a lot, of course, is you write that content, that piece of gold, and it just goes into your blog and it goes into the archives and it's forgotten about forever, right? Yeah. We might it disappears into the ether. Yeah, exactly. This appears into the ether. And so, so you know, I mean, we, of course, rely on SEO for those posts to continue to get traffic. But a lot of your old posts still have value in social media. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you go in and, and keep that old post alive? Well, there's a plugin called Revive Old Post that'll do that. So it uh, directs directly in with WordPress. It integrates with your social profiles. And it allows you to repost old content on a regular basis. There's settings in there so you can ignore it. So if you wrote an article, Article, for example, about the Panama Papers, you wouldn't be reposting that a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but revive old posts is a nice automated way in order to keep those old posts alive and keep traffic coming through your site and keep your social media people from having to come up with all kinds of new ideas every day to keep that kind of flow going. Um, if you're running an ad-based site, I really like the plugin Ad Rotate for dynamically changing ads. So uh, if you've ever used an ad management plugin or system, basically it works the same as they might work, which is that you have an ad unit. So you would say, for example, I have a 300 by 250 ad, and then the back-end interface allows you to dynamically put in ads, set the rotation frequency. So I want to rotate this one 90% or 10%. You can do different kinds of ads. You could do AdSense in there. You could do an affiliate offer. You could do multiple affiliate offers. You could do a paid ad. We use them on properties we own for things like that to promote partners and so on and so forth. And then we'll even rotate, uh, we'll even use it, like for example, on our blog to rotate in our own offers for things like ebook downloads or specials we might be running, those kind of things. One of my favorite parts about Ad Rotate, though, has got to be the scheduling and email alerts. So if you're running an ad based site and you're doing a test, you might only want to get a new ad unit up for, say, you know, 25% of the time for a certain amount of, th- I'm sorry, for a certain amount of time. And so you might schedule it and say, okay, well, this ad needs to end on this date. Ad Rotate actually will send you email alerts, say, hey, in about a day, that ad's going to be pulled. Mm-hmm. You should probably think about that or maybe ignore it if it doesn't matter. Um, that, that, that part really has saved my bacon quite a few times uh, when I wanted to end a test or just end a promotion in general. You bet. You bet. That would be a real little helpful, uh, helpful tip. Any, any others come to mind? Um, revenue generating plugins. I mean, one of uh, not so much a plugin, more of a service. They probably actually do have a plugin, um, but I, I, I love this feature, the service, just in general for conversion rate optimization. Um, you know, it's always kind of difficult to come up with those new theories, and 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 you know, you spend a lot of time kind of trolling through your site and trying to think about the the your site through the eyes of a visitor. So I like to kind of skip the middleman and just go straight to the eyes of the visitor. And I, I like to use a service called Full Story. Um, now, there's a lot of things out there that 
do things like that. There's session cam and uh, mouse flow and so on and so forth. Uh, I've used quite a few of them. I I prefer Full Story mainly because of the ease of segmentation of visitors. So what Full Story does is it uses JavaScript to record essentially a video of the cursor moving on the screen. Now you can do exclusions. For example, we, we black out our forms and stuff like that, so we're not like recording personal information or anything like that. But you can see the visitors that kind of go through the site and start to get a feel for how they use their site. I find this tool extremely valuable. Um, I've used it when in the agency environment to discover broken links. Hmm. I saw people clicking on contact and it 404 um, we've seen anomalies in forms not not of course we're not watching the actual forms themselves but when they go to submit it it seemed like there was errors loading it and they were having these errors and it was intermittent so during our QA processes it got missed and through the videos we were able to see it see people having a problem with it and uh, we're able to fix it and so so yeah you can use it for UX you can use it to correct problems and discover problems but of course the main thing we use it for is to determine uh, come up with theories for A-B testing and it's a really powerful tool um, I find it more valuable than heat maps mm-hmm. because heat maps really don't convey a sense of order, right? You, you kind of know, have a sense for how they're flowing down the page, but if you just look at a bunch of colors on a screen, you don't really know how the users were looking at it and reading it. Um, I, I, I found that the most valuable insights I have uh, from coming up with theories actually comes from Full Story. We use it so much. We actually have movie day here uh, with, with the web team where we actually have an hour meeting every week where we just sit in and watch um, videos that the team has found through the week or just do some kind of exploratory stuff. But the segmentation is super important. You can segment, for example, visitors that came from Google that bought something, visitors that came from Google on a certain keyword and didn't buy something. And through that segmentation, you can use that to come up with really, really insightful theories for A-B testing. Wow. Well, very interesting stuff. Uh, have you are you familiar with Crazy Egg? How would Crazy Egg compare to say Full Story? Uh, I've used Crazy Egg a few times back in the day, um, but as I understand it, it's actually very, very similar to Full Story. Um, okay. Without knowing Crazy Egg really well, I can't comment to the differences, but the differences in other tools I've learned, I've used is really the ease of segmentation in Full Story. The okay. way that you can segment visitors and audiences is, is really, really easy to do, and to me, that's been the biggest driver away from other, other platforms, but as my understanding is Crazy Egg does a lot of the same things. I just haven't used it probably in like three four years okay cool cool so let's let's talk about website protection i I think anybody that's been around any period of time at all uh has been hacked or have run into denial of service uh, attacks all kinds of things that can happen Uh, and i still hear from time to time people avoid wordpress because it's quote unquote not secure which i actually don't believe at all but uh, there's some things we can do to harden our website and to to help ward off problems Uh, can you talk to uh talk to that yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I wish I'd have known you were going to ask the is, is WordPress secure question. That's actually a pretty common misconception. And uh, uh, if, I'd have real, if I'd have thought you were going to answer that, uh, our co-founder Jason actually has a really good slide on this. I'll try to paraphrase as much of it as I can remember so to help you understand. Okay. So first of all, one thing to think about is that 25% of the web runs on WordPress. So it gets a lot of attention. So any little security incident that occurs ends up getting reported. And so if you look at the, the incidents of security incidents on WordPress, versus other platforms relative to its size, actually not that much. Um, but, but let's talk about securing WordPress and what you can do for that. So first of all, certainly you can partner with a host that's going to help you with that. Um, you know, WP Engine, some of our managed host competitors, we do a lot of proactive security things. For example, we do uh, scan our network for known security vulnerabilities. If there is a, a plugin that is known to cause malware or co- introduce security vulnerabilities that we're aware of and made aware of, we'll actually ban it from our platform. We have a bland, ban plugin list, actually. Huh. So your host can actually play a role in the security of WordPress on your site. Um, there's a lot of other things that you can do as a webmaster to help secure your site. Again, sometimes hosts will bundle these things, sometimes they don't. Um, one of my favorite tools is a tool called Cloudflare. So Cloudflare is like a firewall for your website. It's a service, um, so you, you connect it and do some DNS stuff and it works. Um, but they'll do things, for example, like detecting certain types of attack probes, so people will actually do certain types of requests to your site. Cloudflare, of course, knows or has certain, knows um, many of them, and if they detect them, they'll actually filter that traffic out so it doesn't even get to your site and, and cause an issue. Um, they can also help with DDoS protection. Ultimately, if you had a, a giant DDoS attack, Cloudflare may or may not be able to handle that, but if, for most sites, they're going to be able to handle most of your DDoS problems. Um, so I really, really like Cloudflare for that. 
Um, and I'm sure they have some enterprise solution that maybe does all that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying from a small webmaster perspective or medium-sized site perspective. Um, Securi, I love, love, love Securi. I'll spell that for you. S U C U R I. Um, they also have a bit of a firewall service for your website, but one of the main features I love about them is they have basically malware protection for your site. So they literally scan your site for known vulnerabilities, known malware, just like you would a virus scanner on your computer. And if they if they discover something, um, they'll alert you. And, and they actually have a service too that if you do get hacked and it's a really big deal, you can actually pay them, and it's not terribly expensive, but you can pay them to help you recover from that. Mm-hmm. Love. Of love security. Uh, uh, you know what? I got. I got to say too. I've actually used that service, and I'm a subscriber to Security. Saved my butt many times, and one time when we really got majorly hacked, and uh, we went the road of Elance and trying to find somebody to help us sort it out. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. We were down for days. Somebody said, "Go to Security," and within 24 hours, we we're up and running. And we have not had a problem since. And that was a few years ago now. Yeah, those guys are phenomenal. I definitely couldn't recommend that service enough. I mean, there's two types of sites. There's sites that have been hacked and sites that don't know they've been hacked. So um, just just watch for that and, and be pro- proactive with your security. I mean, maybe you might not have been hacked, but it's just a matter of time. Like You have to prepare for this. You have to prepare for downtime. I mean, I had a DDoS attack on my agency site because I had a developer that had uh, had done some bad work and we let him go and, and he ended up launching a DDoS attack on my agency site. So <laughs> it can happen to you. Um, don't feel like you're, you're, you're too small for anybody to notice you. Like they will notice for you. As a matter of fact, the matter of fact, my next tip on security relates to that. And that's, you know, one of the things, reasons people perceive WordPress as being insecure is that there's a lot of things that use it. Right, so if you're not keeping WordPress up to date, if you're not updating your plugins, you can actually, um, if if a security vulnerability is known, there's a lot of people that run that plugin, and so there's a lot of targets out there if people aren't keeping it up to date. So um, update your plugins, update WordPress. I can't say that enough. Um, there's an article that came out recently um, on Torque, which is a WordPress publication that, that WP Engine um, um, sponsors and publishes. Um, and what they covered there was that the Panama Papers, you remember that? Mm-hmm. They were pointing out that the, uh, the root cause of that, that they, they've determined based on everything they saw, was an out-of-date out plugin. The plugin was out-of-date. And what had happened was the security vulnerability was discovered in the plugin. The plugin developer, to their credit, corrected it. And this happens all the time. I mean, every update on your phone and, and computer, a lot of those are security-related. And so, so as a responsible developer, they fixed it. And, of course, irresponsible website owners, e.g. the law firm that, uh, that the Panama Papers was involved with, did yeah. not update the plugin, and they actually they gained entry to the site in that way. And so updating wow. the plugin is super important, as you can tell. It's actually caused global <laughs> political consequences. I <laughs> uh, probably couldn't say that about many hacks, uh, especially WordPress update hacks. Um, but th- that's why. You have to be a responsible webmaster. It doesn't matter if you're on WordPress or Drupal or Joomla or, or even maybe even hand coding, maybe to a lesser extent. But you know, you're, 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 if you don't update your software, you're a target. And, and it's not anybody's fault but your own. You have to manage your website. There's no such thing as a website you don't have to manage and, and if you don't manage it properly. Um, there's a plugin actually called in service called Manage WP, and it has a bunch of features that allows you to kind of do stuff across multiple types of WordPress sites. But one of their features is they'll, they'll send you an email alert when your plugins are out of date, and they'll even give you the release notes so you can see if it's a security update. Um, and if it is a security update, you really should update it right away. As a matter of fact, um, this actually brings up another common problem or misconception with WordPress, and that's the, the, the saying that if I update this plugin, it's going to break up my site, so I don't want to update this plugin. Mm. That is the worst phrase I could ever hear anybody say when they're, when they're managing a site. If it's a security update, you don't have a choice. There's no choice. You know, you, it's much better to have a broken site than a hack site. A hack site, your customer's information can get stolen. They can install malware and permanently hose your SEO rankings. Like, there's no, there's no question about whether or not you should update a plugin or update WordPress if there's security patches. And so, so this paralysis is a real thing, though. Like, it really happens. People really update plugins, and it can break mm-hmm. their site. My personal experience, probably about one in 10 times, one in 20 times, will actually have an issue that causes something on your site. But there's a way you can get around this. If you use a staging service, um, there's a company out there called WP Stagecoach. It's like six, seven bucks a month, something like that. You can actually create staging copies of your site 
test your plugin updates and then deploy it to production. Wow. I think WP Stagecoach even does have a rollback feature. Now, the reason I'm not that familiar with WP Stagecoach is because managed hosts like WP Engine, we actually bundle that all in. So inside of WordPress installs, if you are a WP Engine customer, you don't need WP Stagecoach. You can just go on, and inside of WordPress, there's a button that says create a staging copy, and you click it, and it creates a copy. You can update your plugins, do all your changes, make sure it's all good, push it to production. And if you still messed it up, uh, again, a lot of hosts will bundle this in. We have automated backups, and you can actually just roll back to before you even created the staging site if you still messed it up. But Very cool. Point is, stage it, test it. If it doesn't work, hire a developer and fix it. But do not let out-of-date plugins um, live on your site. I remember we had a project in my agency. Sorry to go so far on the security <laughs> of this topic. But uh, it's, it's a really valuable lesson um, to learn here and that they had uh, forum software. And it was a pretty big sports forum. I was not going to tell their name or anything like that. But they had some out-of-date forum software, had called us up um, to patch it. It wasn't WordPress related, but it called us up to patch it. In the, the few days we were specking out what all was going to need it because it was a really, really big deal. Um, but in the few days when they, between they called us and we were specking it all out, they got hacked and they were held hostage for Bitcoin. So Whoa. it does happen. It was, a, it was a pretty big forum site. Uh, but 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 relative to the big wide world, nobody really knew who it was. The the hackers really were just trolling for people that had versions of that form software running that was out of date that had the security vulnerability. And a matter of fact, if you go to builtwith.com, you can actually search for a list of sites that have different plugins installed. So literally, it, you don't even have to build your own scraper. You just go to Builtwith and find out who's running that plugin and write a script and go. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very important to keep your stuff up to date and don't be paralyzed by the plugins, updates will break my site thing. Well, you know, it's interesting. One of the problems I had and a big mistake I made, because I always say, okay, well, everything's up to date. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm fine because I'm pretty good at keeping those up to date. But what I had done, I have a dedicated server and I had a number of old sites that I basically just stopped working on, kind of put them aside, forgot about them. But they're still on the server. Meanwhile everything's out of date there plugin-wise. And I wasn't even thinking of them. I'm thinking, no, of course everything's up to date. And all of a sudden we got hit. And it's like, how did this happen? And then talking to the host, well, you've got these three websites here. They haven't been updated for like however long it was, too long, obviously. And so I guess what I learned is is – any site that you've got on your server, even if you've abandoned it, and I know affiliates sometimes build a site and then forget about it, uh, you got to keep those up to date as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a really good point, especially if you're running your own server and you have those legacy sites out there that have those vulnerabilities and they can backdoor in and get to the whole thing. I mean, running with a managed host, you have less of that concern because you know, the other sites are somewhat isolated from the rest of them. So in other words, if one of our customers gets hacked, it doesn't necessarily mean that the whole system gets hacked. Um, but that's that's a really important part. And then the other part of that would be legacy plugins. Like mm-hmm. you some plugin because you liked it and you forgot about it. Um, and then that secure that plugin has a security vulnerability. You know that that can cause issues too. So it's not just old sites; it could be old plugins. Hmm. Um, and so Manage WP will help protect you from that by giving you the alerts. And you know, there's another way you can protect yourself by it. And this really goes for really any plugin, and that's doing a good job picking them to begin with. Um, uh, I did a blog post recently. If you go to, I'll, I'll try to say it so you can write it down, or maybe somebody will do it in, in a chat thing. But wpng.wpeng.in forward slash pick dash. My Skype thing is hovering over this link here. <laughs> plugins. Pick dash plugins. Um, this little article I wrote up that, that talks all about how to pick a WordPress plugin. But the, the gist of it is that you're basically picking a partner for your business, right? If you create a, de- a dependency in your business for this plugin because it helps you with SEO or lead gen, you know, it, it not only can have an operational impact, but it can actually have a revenue impact if it stops working. It's really that important. And so in that article I mentioned, I talk about how to check to see if people are keeping the plugins up to date, how to see who makes them and whether they're good plugin developers or not how to check out their support, how to see if the plugin is popular and has remained popular, and then how to look through the reviews and stuff. Um, it's actually a pretty in-depth article that goes into it all, but, but the gist of it is know who's building the plugin, make sure they're keeping it up to date, and then remember, when you pick a plugin, you're picking a partner for your business. Good advice. Great advice. So let me, let me get you to answer a couple quick questions first on updating, correctly updating plugins and backing up your site. And then let's leave some time because I really want to talk about the difference uh, in the hosting options that are available uh, because 
I need to rant a little bit in a moment. So okay. <laughs> let's, if you could, though, just quickly talk about uh, how to correctly update your plugins and that, what do you recommend for backing up the website? Yeah, so for updating the plugins, it's pretty much the advice I gave earlier with the staging. You need to create a staging copy of your site. Don't do, do not update plugins. Do not do anything big on your live site. Pushing, doing things on your live site is the world's fastest way to introduce bugs. Like you, you don't need to be doing this stuff live. Don't push to production without staging, without QAing and staging, uh, making sure that everything's good in staging. So if you, you don't have a host that has staging baked in, use WP Stagecoach. Go into the plugin area within WordPress and update the plugins, and then go do QA on your site to test to make sure everything's good to go. Um, for backups, again, a lot of hosts will bundle those in. Um, the important, some important things to remember is certainly the frequency of the backups. So we have you know automated daily backups. We also have on-demand backups. Um, so for example, you're about to make a big change to your site, you might do an on-demand backup. Um, if your host doesn't have backups or doesn't have off-site backups, an off-site is important because if the data center burns down, you don't want your da- your backup in the data center, right? If, if it's, uh, this happened to, I'm not even going to mention the provider, but it was a big cola <laughs> provider. You've probably heard this story. It's, it's a pretty mm-hmm. famous story. They back a truck into a power thing and the data center's off for like a week. And and if your site is in there and your backup is in there, you're, you're, you're your site is gone for a week. Yeah. Um, but there's a service called Vault Press, which is made by Automatic. Automatic is a company got, uh, owned by a guy named Matt Mulledweg, who essentially made WordPress, and they, they, they'll do backups for WordPress. And as long as your, your site isn't in their data center, I think their data center is in California somewhere, then essentially you have an off-site backup. So I would use Vault Press if your host doesn't already, already bundle it in. And I think that was both of them. All right, cool. So let's talk about the different hosting options. And I'll tell you what I've done recently in the last probably year, and, and I kick myself hard at least once a month on it, and I, I have been known to rant about it, and I have to make a change. But I went and picked a hosting company here in Canada because that's where we happen to be living, and we're Canadians. So I figured it's a good place to be. And I typically when I'm looking for a hosting company, I've got a few things, or anybody online, I want to make sure they got a phone number that I can call for support and a variety of things. Long story short, I seen the phone number. I was recommended to this company. I didn't bother to call it because later I learned they never answer the phone. Uh, but I went and moved all of my sites onto this dedicated host, and it's been a nightmare. I mean, an absolute nightmare. And because I don't answer their phone, it's either email or chat support, and they're just they're horrible. So with that in mind, and to save anybody else the pain, and uh, you've mentioned some of the reasons why you're, why those of us who use WordPress want to use a WordPress-based host, help us out here in understanding hosting from the WordPress perspective and give us the difference between the hosting options that are available and maybe talk about why a dedicated host is something we should be considering. Yeah, so hosting is a really interesting uh, landscape. You know, I mentioned before, I've been in hosting for 20 years and I've seen it drastically change over the years. And, you know, the way I think about the landscape today is I, I think about it in, in the sense of there's there's generalist hosts, hosts that host a lot of different kinds of sites, and then there's managed hosts, hosts that host very, very specific sites, right? There's managed hosts that do Magento and Drupal and all the other different CMSs and e-commerce systems and so on and so forth. So for me, in the difference, I mean, I mean with every company, of course, every host, there's this, uh, if you're especially in share, particularly on shared, there's this concept of, of server you know, uh, load, in other words, server density. How many people are on the server, right? How many sites mm-hmm. are on it? And a good host is going to have a low number of sites per server, and a bad host is going to have a high number. And so if you're thinking of cheap hosts that you've had traffic or slowness issues with, it's probably overloaded servers. Um, so, But that, that can be true for any host, right? Whether you're managed or whether you're, um, whether you're dedicated or whatever. Um, they could, I'm sorry, managed or whether you host all kinds of sites, it could be true for anything. Um, but th- that's the way I like to think about it. And again, the managed hosts are, are optimizing their entire technology stack around WordPress. You know, WordPress handles content. It handles images in very, very specific ways. How you cache a page is very, very specific to WordPress. And so the managed host 
can basically go in there and configure it so that way their technology stack does that in the most efficient way possible. And so for me, that's that's a big difference. Now, if you're thinking about, the other way to think about it is there's services out there that will give you dedicated servers and VPS. And, and this is another big difference in managed, right? Uh, managed, uh, not only is our stack optimized for WordPress, but we, we're the ones optimizing the stack, right? If you get a dedicated server, if you get a VPS, that's on you. Now, now there'll be some management features they bundle in with it, help with Apache and things like that. But ultimately, it's on you to configure that, uh, that engine, really, to, to work for your website. And again, if you've got the dev resources and, and, and they can, you know, I've worked for companies, we actually managed all the way down to the BIOS level on the hardware um, and, and made that optimized for us. And we had huge engineering staff that did all this all the time. That's great. It, it, it you know, in, in a sense, a, a computer and software that's optimized for your site ultimately is the best. But the reality is, of course, that the, the gains you make from that probably don't make up for the time that you have to spend and the money you have to spend to administer that server. Um, one of the things our, our sales folks say and one of the things we say in our marketing material is you know, you get your engineering group can spend time administrating or innovating, right? If, if you're a small and medium-sized business or even if you're a large business, do you want your engineers building new things for your website to help you make more money or do you want them to spend um, you know, eight times a year updating Apache or 32 times updating Nginx? I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing some numbers. Yep, no, yep. no offense to the Nginx team if they don't do that many <laughs> updates. Um, but we, we actually have some stats around this. I just haven't memorized. But, but there's all these old things you have to do to keep your server secure. I mean, we talked about updating your plugins and how you need to pay attention to that and how that how important that is. Multiply that by how many pieces of software run in your technology stack. You know, these are the things you have to do when you run a VPS and when you run a dedicated server that's not managed. And, yeah. and for me, those are the big differences. So, so you and I, old school internet marketers, we come from a day when you would set up your own server and do all that stuff because these types of options weren't available but today they, they are again totally a shill here like I get it if your engineering team has it all down pat perfect that's that's exciting, David. So I guess uh, I can hear we are coming up against the uh, top of the hour. We're out of time. Uh, David, uh, I would assume everybody can find out what they're looking for at WPEngine.com and have a look at everything that you've discussed here today. Absolutely. And give us a shout out at Twitter at WPEngine and let us know you were listening to the show. You betcha. And, of course, uh, to our affiliate marketing friends, uh, if there's anything that David mentioned here that you missed, and I'm sure there was a, a ton that uh, you picked up today, uh, we do take all the notes for you, and you can find them for this episode at AB421. Uh, that's jamesmartel.com forward slash AB421. Uh, David, thank you so much for sharing all of uh, your knowledge today. Muchly appreciated. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. The opinions expressed on this Cranberry Radio program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry Media. Any redistribution of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Five sites and so on. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.